everyone. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2 of Astro Skeptic, the astrology podcast for skeptics. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed last week's episode because today we are getting right back at it in this episode, Is Astrology a Pseudoscience? Part 2. But first, of course, please make sure to follow us on the gram and Twitter and TikTok at Astro Skeptic Pod. And don't forget to drop us a line or question on our website, astroskeptic.org. As always, we do not, we do not censor this podcast for explicit content or language, so listener discretion is advised. Actually, before we get into it, Paige, I have something to tell you. Are you ready for it? I've been wanting to tell you for a little while now. How long? About five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I had to unbutton my pants after we ate that spaghetti dinner just now. Dude. It hit me to the dome. It domed me. We had HelloFresh. Yeah. Turkey spaghetti shit. Ragu. Ragu. Whatever that is. Yeah, it was so good. But oh my God, I'm so full. And I'm so uncomfortable sitting here. HelloFresh. Another brand that we promote that does not sponsor us. (laughs) They could give us money if they They wanted to. I'm thinking, I am genuinely thinking about subscribing to them also. It's real easy. It's real millennial subscription box millennial. shit. Well, I, it would just like make me use pans that I have that I never use because all I eat are microwavable dumplings and Uncrustables. Really? I'm, I mean, not all that I eat. I also eat out a decent amount, but uh, at home... Last few months, that's kind of been what I'm working with. Yeah. Uncrustables are so easy for me to take to work, and I love them. The or texture. Do they have anything that's not PB&J? I think they have a honey one, but I don't fucks with that. So you just eat PB&J in, in a fucking bread cloud pocket. Dude, that's exactly what I ate in France. Except I had to f- search the depths. For peanut butter. Mm, they don't have yeah. it. It was in the international aisle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, when I was in Italy, I like looked up a smoothie place that was like known for making its own peanut butter, and it was such a fucking rarity. And so I ate it that whole week that I was in Florence. Just would eat a jar of peanut butter. Dang. I still kind of do that, but it surrounds us everywhere now. Yeah, well, you need to... You need to start treating yourself better, Reba. I mean, my body is a temple. I just <laughs> feed it with fucking uncrustables. Man, they're good. Like yeah, I can't explain it? it. It's it's like what what, what kind of jelly though? How it's like a grape jelly. Oh, who cares? Your body. No, she doesn't. Believe me, there are so many things she cares more about than preservatives. <laughs> I have to live my life. And right now, I'm just going through a fucking uncrustable season. That's all there is to it. I'm. <laughs> Sure, it will pass. You know what? I feel like it's it's not just you. Somebody else was talking to me about Uncrustables. No, it was probably me. I've been no, talking it about it for Christina. a while. <laughs> yeah, it was my cousin Christina. But you guys are on the same path, obviously. Because they're so good. And Costco has a really big box of them for cheap. So I've had just an unlimited... Ever since I had COVID, like when I was finally done with COVID... I went and got a giant box of Uncrustables from Costco. That was like my first outing. So you don't, you're not sick of it? No. I go through phases with food, like while I'll be obsessed with something and I'll eat it just incessantly for like a month. And then after that, I'm like, I don't want to see it for like I'm not there a yet. long time. I usually, honestly, I mainly eat them at work. I'll bring I mean, an Uncrustable sense, to yeah. work. Yeah. Just an Uncrustable? No, like... Um, no, I was what? just having no, this conversation. No fruit snacks? No, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, uh, work provides fruit snacks most of the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Very nice. <laughs> Very what nice. What kind? Uh, just the normal kind. Like There's Welch's? either Welch's or the other, like, the other kind. You know what the best fruit snacks are? Low-key. There's actually two. One you can find most places is the Scooby Snack. They're okay. like the Scooby Doo. You like the blue Scoob, don't you? Those are so good. The blue the, one. All the other ones are different. so good. Yeah. Well. And then I don't even know if Aldi sells them anymore because I don't see them there, but they used to sell gummies that were sharks and dinos. Oh. And they were so good. Wow. I don't know. If, I don't think they're there anymore. The two of those things together. Very random. What a combination. I don't know why. It's like, I don't know. They're just the best. There's like these one brand. I think maybe it's like Target's like you know, in-house brand, they make, like, shitty No, I know, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. taste their, like, 
chalky. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like that though. I'm I'm down with all different like textures. I can go super gummy soft, or I can go a harder fruit snack, like a little bit of a stale fruit snack. Mm. I can I can fucks with all of it. I need I need a mix. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't just eat stale fruit snacks only ever. But I'm not gonna complain if that's what's on the table. You know, they're not vegan, are they? Aren't they made from like horse? Yeah, it's like gelatin, gelatin is, is like, like horse, horse keratin or something. They do make vegan gummies. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But um, those aren't the ones I uh, I buy. <laughs> I actually don't buy them because work makes they're them. They're like work makes gives them to us. <laughs> but so at random. work, I don't just take uncrustables. I will also usually take one or two pieces of fruit and then like a salty snack. You know, like today I had goldfish. I had goldfish. An apple that I didn't eat, a banana, an uncrustable. I think that's it. A banana. Aren't you allergic? You know. Or is that me? It, no, it's on my list. And It was high for me. Was it high for you? Mm, no, it was in my mild. Oh, it was in my moderate, like high. Wow, really? Yeah, but I don't know. Sometimes I want to say just just eat a banana. Well, that's how I do uh, that's with what coffee. I do with, well, that's what I do with vanilla because like. Yeah. Like my, okay, so over the weekend, it was my niece's birthday party. We threw a big birthday party for her because she turned 13. And her mom brought over this ice, she called it an ice cream cake. And it is an ice cream cake. But the first two layers of the cake are just ice cream sandwiches stacked. Mm. Then there's a layer of ice cream. Mm. Then there's like a whipped cream mm-hmm. with Oreo. Mm. And Did she make this? Yeah, her mom Damn. like put it all together. And I, um... You know, because normally I'm like, I only can have, I let myself have cheesecake on my birthday and like in the holidays, that's like how I I allow myself to have vanilla because if I have vanilla, it ruins me. Right. And then um, I saw that cake and I was like, it's all out. Nope. It's all (laughs) out, bro. Dude, I ate so much of it. And was it so so, good? Yeah, it was so good. And how were you yesterday? Um... How were it you? It wasn't the best. Give us details. It was. Because <laughs> I said to Alex, I go, it was worth it though. And then like, I went to the bath. I had to go to the bathroom like an hour later and I texted him and I was like, I don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know anymore if it was. Yeah. 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 I anyway, bet it was. TMI. <laughs> no, I bet it was worth it. That sounds like well, a Well, the really best good thing is that cake. like, I, like I had also brought, my mom made me bring some home. So like before I had to experience the consequences in the you bathroom i had already eaten more, more mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, there's even more left in the freezer and i told madonna she can have it mm-hmm. but it's taking everything out of me not to eat it because it's so good it's well so i mean could good. you just it's have so like a bite good i've already had so much of it but i mean it would a bite ruin you i don't know I think you should. I try feel like it. it's you can't just have a bite of it. Like impossible. Yeah, like it sounds I fucking have, delicious. Man. I have too much Taurus energy in me. Like I, I get a taste of it, and th- I'm like this with food now. I get a taste. If I taste something that's good, I can't. I just, I'm just keep eating it. Well, keep is that it. born of restriction though? You know, like are you? No, I just, I don't know. I think it's like, um, it's just me really leaning into my like moon and venus sign since i had my progressed moon return i know nobody knows what the fuck that means yet but basically dude i have no more control when it comes to food i know when i was younger i like i liked food but i would also just like not eat food you know what yeah, I mean? you I'd didn't, like, yeah you were like that in france well, i yeah, would just you, be I on a fucking s- war path all the time well, i would have and i would be trying to save my money like i'd rather spend my money on other things and just eat bullshit i can't imagine Where, no yeah i can't even food. do that now now i'm just like nope nope i'm happy for you it's a blessing and a curse i'm happy for you thanks um that means you also unbutton your pants often I don't wear pants with buttons. Hell yeah, that's so smart. I just wear like literally fuck leggings. But guys, if I'm wearing leggings out in public, I wear a shirt or something long enough to cover my she butt. She does. Okay, I can attest. I that. am modest. She's a big tunic person. Yeah, and long then t-shirt. Also, like yoga pants. Yeah, that is your thing. Sweatpants, mostly yoga pants. I don't know why they're, but I like it better. I don't know how you've gotten... I mean, through COVID, it's easy to get away with that. But don't you ever have to put on button pants? Or, like, tights? Oh, tights don't bother me that much. I will wear tights. 
but okay. I do. I wear a lot of dresses to work, and I will sometimes wear jeans. And I mostly just stand all day. Honestly, but I'm trying to picture you in so a pair of jeans. I don't know. So uncomfortable. Like w- literally, what when happens? was the last time I saw you in a pair of jeans? I don't know. Sometimes, like when I, when I'm standing and I'm wearing jeans, I'm like, okay. But then you sit down. Yeah, and that's and it, it immediately digs into the. That's into what's the, happening to my like, fucking why? intestines. Why would anybody want this? Why would anybody want this? It's complicated. It's fashion. It's societal expectations, no, you know? I don't know. It's so uncomfortable for me. Wow. I really can't think of a time I've seen you wear jeans Good. in the last year and a half that I have known you again. Anytime anyone's ever seen me in jeans, I was not having a good time. I believe that. <laughs> I do believe that to be absolutely true. Um, do you have anything that you need to tell me, Paige? No, dude. <laughs> I think I've said enough. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well then, shall we? Yeah, so, okay, everybody. Buckle up. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times as we jump back on the train of fag. And his explanation of just exactly why astrology is a pseudoscience. So last week we ended our discussion talking about Bart Bach and Jerome and Kurtz and how Fag basically thinks that they're all dumb and wrong. And why? Now we're going to talk about two theories called verifiability and falsifiability. So basically, Thag. And Thag is, just to remind you, um, he invented Pythagoras. Theorem? No. Nope. Pythagorean? Fuck. Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. Nope. No, I got there. <laughs> Thag is short for Paul R. Thagard, the Canadian scientist who put out this article titled Why Astrology is a Pseudoscience, published in the Philosophy of Science Journal in 1978. Last week, we basically were talking about how Thag does not agree with Bach, Jerome, and Kurtz on the specifics of why they think astrology is a pseudoscience. Now he's talking about the idea of verifiability and falsifiability, which are two other common standards of evaluation of scientific theories and their validities. So the idea of verifiability is is this roughly a theory is said to be verifiable if it is possible to deduce observation statements from it then in principle observations can be used to confirm or disconfirm the theory basically it's pretty simple you have a thesis statement and you perform x number of tests to verify that it's true Mm -hmm. or not right boom So, Thag first points out that verifiability standards are constantly changing and most attempts to use the theory rigidly caused most science to be ruled unscientific. And after dissecting what's wrong with verifiability, Thag says, quote, all that remains is a vague sense that testability is somehow a mark of scientific theories. So... Before we get into that, let's talk about the theory of verifiability a little bit more. So, like, the idea that something is false until proven true. Or maybe not, like, false, but, like, neutral. Like, it's neither true or false. Mm -hmm. And then using the standard of verifiability, you prove that it's true. It's a very black and white way of looking at something. right? Right. And there are certain things that are verifiable, like a lot of physics can be verifiable you know like gravity exists therefore if i'm holding my hand out midair and i drop something it's going to fall to the floor right that's very verifiable chemistry you know you mix oxygen and hydrogen (laughs) what do you you get what do you get one hydrogen (laughs) i don't know one hydrogen part molecule Mm -hmm. is it molecule Mm -hmm. and two oxygen molecules sure and you get water always right always happens right but ghosts not so verifiable 
Right. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's an extreme example. I was going to say like, so there's a lot of basically, um, Fag points out, and I tend to agree, that there's a lot of science that isn't really that black and white, and it doesn't really mean that it's, like, wrong. Right, right. right. So there's a lot of physics that you can't necessarily prove or disprove, right? So using the example of, like, a car crash, right? You can try to reproduce, like, the same results of a car crash as many times have the exact same conditions, the exact same cars, the exact same this, but it's never going to be exactly the same. Mm Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, all these rules of physics are not true because they're not producing the exact same result every time. Mm -hmm. That's what Thag is saying, basically, is that verifiability isn't really a good way. And like he said, trying to use that as a standard to test most science, if you're really going to be that rigid about it, you would have to say that most scientific theory is not scientific because most of the world is not that black and white. Most of science is not either true or false. It's like somewhere in the middle. So basically Thag is just saying like people who try to use verifiability to say that astrology is pseudoscience, it's not really a compelling argument because verifiability wavers in its effectiveness to judge something as a science or not. Yes. Right. So then he says... All that remains is a vague sense that testability is somehow a mark of scientific theory. So he is basically saying he thinks there's something good that comes out of the idea of verifiability, which is like we should be doing some kind of testing, some kind of testing to either prove or disprove that something maybe isn't always going to happen or but is like more likely to happen or maybe just having some kind of test with results that are then looked at analyzed and determined to either be scientific or not scientific based on whatever right so in discussing the testability he brings up a point that astrology is vaguely testable and well he says astrology is vaguely testable and quote because of the multitude of influences resting on the tendencies Rather than laws, astrology is incapable of making precise predictions, which is why it's only, in his words, vaguely testable. But, however, attempts have been made to test the reality of those tendencies, and he discusses a French couple who, in the 1950s, took a bunch of astrological data and basically performed, like, statistical tests. So, Michel... Gauquelon and his wife, Françoise, established the laboratory for the study of relations between cosmic rhythms and psychophysiologics. Okay. I'm tracking. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Which sounds ridiculous, but I feel like since they're French... If you were to translate that, psychologique. Yeah, if they were to, if you were to translate that name into French, it probably wait. Say it again. Let me try it. The laboratory for Mm -hmm. the study of relations between cosmic rhythms. (laughs) Okay, le laboratoire pour l'étudiant de. Probably l'étude. L'étude de (laughs) relations. L'étude de relations entre entre cosmic rhythms and psychophysiologies. Le, rit- le rythme cosmique. Ooh, ooh, look at you. Et psycho et psychologique. Yeah, see, it sounded better. Yes, oui, oui, oui. So anyway, Michel and his wife Françoise examined the birth times of roughly twenty-five thousand Frenchmen. And this is back in the 50s. Um, they analyzed planetary positions in relation to various factors, focusing hardcore on career choice and physical performance. That's which, what I focus on, too. Ooh. <laughs> which I think is made like physical performance is like, you know, your athleticism and like ability to, you know. Or maybe like you're just carry over- a bag. Yeah. <laughs> no, your athleticism, i.e., if you're good at sports or not, or stuff like that, I'm sure. I mean, really, I don't know, though. Oui. Anyway, so the fi- their findings, long story short, contradicted many standard affirmations that astrology was putting out in the world back then, but 
did identify some statistically significant things. The main example being the Mars effect, which showed a correlation between the position of Mars in someone's birth chart and their success in sports or athleticism. But overall, their findings did not validate astrology. So their their fag says that there wasn't enough affirming data to say, okay, yeah, this proves astrology is real. And I want to take a second to discuss my own opinions on that because I did some you know minimal research on their study and what they did. First off, you're only looking at Frenchmen, okay, in the 50s. Fuck Frenchmen in the 50s. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's just like, that's like it's such a microcosm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's, but okay, even if you're just looking at those guys, like they're looking at their career and they're looking at their athleticism. But legit, what the fuck does athleticism in 1953 actually mean in France, you know? True. It's not like they're look they're not like analyzing pro footballers circa 2002 or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like how many the ratio of free kicks that they make or whatever. Well, I think they're the probably goal. I would assume that they're just looking at like whether somebody can run a mile. Well, whether they naturally, you know, as a kid, gravitated to sports, if they continue to be physical now. You know, some people, like me, prime example. I That's not me. I don't exercise. I don't go to the gym. I don't be doing that. You would do two exercise. I, I, like, I do the minimal amount of exercising to not be a fat slob. But, like, Alex, like, goes on runs. Like, he likes it. He likes the way it feels. Like, that's not me. You feel me? Yeah. No. Okay? Yeah. And I have Mars in the 12th house, okay? What does and that mean? That basically... Just confirms that I'm not going to be the person that wants to go out there and do sports. What is the kind of person that wants to do sports? I mean, I think an example would a Frenchman in the 1950s. Yes, I think a prime example would probably be like, and we didn't talk about houses yet, but like just as an example, like somebody who had Mars in I don't know the first house. Or What's the first house? The first house is like the house that's all about you. We'll get into this much later, but um. Anyway, that was my point. Like, I think it's not so much about, like, if you're better at sports. I think it's just, like, you either like to be athletic and you're naturally good at it or you don't like it and you're not, I would assume. Okay. All right. And I think that's a pretty decent way to... I mean, but, you know, it's not a matter of socioeconomic availability and accessibility, you know? I don't know. I feel like you can... You can run if you're poor. If you're rich, you can run. Yeah, but like you can't. Well, you're not, not gonna like, go out and go for a run if you're busy working in the fucking coal mine. Okay, well, that's and, a good point. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. I don't know the, the details of their study. I wish I did. But I, I was mostly. I, I was too. mostly like going to talk shit about their I, choice of like validating careers because first off, I'm pretty sure there were obviously they were looking at Mars in the birth chart. But it's like, were they only looking at Mars in the birth chart when they were doing um, the athleticism study? Or were they looking at other placements and stuff too? I feel like that would be really... And think about the 1950s. Nobody had a computer. Nobody was using computers to analyze data. Right. They were doing all of this by hand. Right. How are you like, is that a really good way? Is that a really effective way of analyzing 25,000 different birth charts and all the stuff? I think they were overly ambitious. I think, you know, perhaps ahead of their time, you know, yes, like really nice thought for sure for effort. But I just think that if you were to do the same thing now using computers, you know, like you just plug in the data and then you're able to filter. I feel like it'd be a lot more. So why doesn't like Astro Deanist or whatever do this kind of shit? I mean, they might. Obviously, they're not on a grand scale. And I don't know. Maybe nobody's prioritizing that. Co-star fucking co-star would be categorizing millennials left and right. Well, maybe they are doing it in a way, but I don't think they're doing it in such... Like, basically, they're, they are only getting the birth data of people who are putting the birth data on the chart. People aren't, like, going out actively and saying, like, hey, even if you don't care about astrology, like, just give me your birth data. Right. Right? Help me. Yeah. And I think that'd be cool to do. Maybe we could do that. No, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I've been on many, many dates with many men. And anytime I ask, what's your birthday? They say, why do you want to know? Why does it matter? Because there is such a negative stereotype with crazy ass bitches asking, what's your birthday? And then pulling their chart. Okay, well, yeah. Or saying like, oh my God, he's a Virgo. Oh my well, God. Yeah, dude. Well, that's the Or, whole... oh my God, no, he's a cancer. Ew, no. Well, that's the whole reason we're doing the podcast, or 
through that. <laughs> yeah, but cancer men are the worst, We're, right? Yes. <laughs> this I can mean, be corroborated. <laughs> cancer son men? Yeah. Could, can be. I would say anybody who's got a cancer stellium, like, my condolences. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> noted. Noted, noted, noted. Okay. My Mercury's in cancer, so I can't talk too much shit. My Jupiter is in cancer, right? Yeah. How do I remember that? I mean, it's your own birth chart. I would hope that you would at least remember parts of your own birth chart. Oh, now I'm really... Mars, uh, Capricorn, Mars, oh. Capricorn, Venus. Yup. Capricorn, I remember, Saturn. I'm remembering. I know. I know you do. Uh, Taurus, you Moon, Virgo, Rising, Pisces, Sun. We didn't do... We haven't talked about Mercury. We will. Aquarius. Oh, Aquarius, Mercury. Yeah. But my Mercury in Cancer... Ooh. Mercury in Cancer is like Cancer is great at remembering things. It's like impeccable memory. Oh. And I, I think they say it's like, you know, cancer, mercury and cancer is like, you know, how people say like elephant memory, like oh. an elephant never forgets. Okay, anyway, what's that's my me. favorite color? When's my birthday? Um, your birthday's March 2nd. Okay. Are your what's, favorite color? Yeah, what's my favorite color? I don't know if this would have ever come up. You know what your favorite color is. Could you really? What's your favorite color? Green. Sometimes I like blues. Right. <laughs> I like green. Green's a nice color. Right now I'm really feeling pink. Obs. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's um go ahead and circle back here <laughs> to what the fuck we were talking about. What were we talking um, so about? So Michelle and his wife Francois they so, do this thing. I feel like d- looking at careers stupid because not everybody's in a career that they want not everybody's in a, even in the 1950s especially in the 1950s yeah. most people are like i'm sure there were there were like very limited number of careers they needed a lot of like bricklayer yeah they needed a lot of manual labor yeah and it's not like people are necessarily doing what they're passionate about like right. a lot of people even today right they just go to work because they need a paycheck right it's not the, it's not what they want to do yeah so i don't feel like it's really at like if you're trying to say like oh well you know, all Virgos should be like, you know, Virgo sons or people with heavy Virgo energy should be accountants and this, that, and the other thing. Like, maybe they would like that or maybe they would like something more detail-oriented, but maybe they need, you know, the jobs available to them right. weren't those jobs and they need right. money. Like, I just feel like it was a, it's a really dumb thing to just I agree. look at. I feel like it's very complicated. Careers are very complicated. I feel like a better parameter would be like, um, like I think even just looking at something simple, like people's like favorite foods or favorite colors or like what they like to do, you know, like their hobbies. I feel like that's more mm-hmm. probably something you could see easier mm-hmm. in like on a grand scale because it's such a very, very personal thing. It's a very personal thing. Like you're not going to be into skiing for no reason other than you want it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to have a job for so many different reasons. Right. You're not going to be into skiing if for any reason besides unless like maybe maybe like your parents are just that's i mean i was about to say socioeconomic factors i guess okay but maybe skiing's not the best example but you get a little bougie yeah well i would think like what about the you know deep dark sexual habits of people you know yeah i i I think that would be but i don't give me that i don't think people would be honest about that well no i I think people would be honest about like their favorite color or their favorite genre of music. I feel like that would be a good one. Maybe that or like movie types or yeah. like, um, you know, if you make them list their priorities one through five, you know, like food, family, sex, job, yeah. skiing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I, yes, I think it's a, you know, like we said, God bless them, but they didn't do it very well. Yeah. And so I just feel like and obviously, you know, this is 1978. It was a different time. This was the 50s. No, when Thag was writing this article. Oh, this is Thag. This yeah. is, okay, I'm so, so sorry. So he was talking shit in 1978. Right. About what they did in 1950s, just right. like how we in 2022 are talking shit about what Thag did in 1978 because right. it's full circle, dude. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah. Anyway. You know, someone's going to be talking shit about us in like 50 years. I hope so. Nothing you really would, hope yes, so? Yes, nothing would make me happier than to live out, to have my legacy outlive my mortal coil. Then, Okay. I mean, that might happen for you soon if you keep making us put stupid TikToks on the internet, you know? People will come for us. It's so apparent how you're not on TikTok because if you were on TikTok, you would know that the shit we put on there pales in comparison to some of the other shit on there. No, you've shown me. No, yeah, exactly. Like, nobody's going to remember You scrolled through your TikTok and my TikTok. (laughs) 
<laughs> you scroll through your uh, your Tic Tac or whatever you yeah, kids call it. Your Capricorn stellium is showing. Sorry, I'll put it away. <laughs> this is just who I am. No, I'm not going to apologize. This is who I am. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> anyway, I don't think it was fair of Thag. I mean, I get, I get why he brought it up because it was probably like a study that everybody was looking at, but... I just don't think that it's a, a great thing to even look at in terms of like the data that came right. out of it because they had just such limited right resources right 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 whatever right right right, right. anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. so let's move on from from verifiability to falsifiability which is kind of similar but so verifiability is like basically the idea that something is false until proven true like your objective is to prove that this is true right, right? innocent until proven guilty yes. Whereas falsifiability is more like true until proven false. So like your objective, if you're using the standard of falsifiability is like you need to prove that this theory, the thesis, whatever is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Thag brings up an example of like the thesis statement that all swans are white, Right. If you're looking at that from the verifiability perspective, you are going out and finding every single swan. Right. And writing down, yep, this swan's white. Yep, this swan's white. Yep, this swan's white. Whereas using falsifiability, all you have to do is you're skimming over all the swans. You're like, nah, and you're just like, there's one that's black. Boom. Not true. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's the main difference. Right. So they're kind of really similar. I don't, you know, I feel like you could probably combine them if you wanted to, but um, falsifiability was apparently introduced in 1934 by a dude named Karl Popper. And Thag says, because the predictions of astrologers are generally vague, a Popperian would probably assert that the real problem with astrology is that it's not falsifiable. Which, and he says, astrologers cannot make predictions which, if unfulfilled, would lead them to give up their theory. So, basically, example, an astrologer's like, you're going to find love this month or whatever. Right. And then you don't. Okay. Right. And then, then they would probably say, well, you know, the conditions were there for you to have found love, but then all of these things, all of these conditions came in or right. something else happened. So, like, it's not a guarantee. It's just, like, a likelihood. And I get why... You know, some hard-nosed scientists would be like, well, okay. You know, like, you could just... Like, you're never wrong because you leave so much, like, wiggle right. room. Right. But then what really is when I think about what really revs my engine, tickles my, my turtle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is when you think about astrology the way you think about meteorology, okay? Okay. The weatherman, Okay. He's always wrong. Well, not always, but he's wrong a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember my grandpa would always be like, if I was as wrong at my job as much as the weatherman is, I would have been fired. Because the weather isn't predicting. They can't tell you exactly what's going to happen. They can only tell you what the conditions right. are right for. What's likely right. to happen. How many times has it rained when you, when it said it wasn't going to rain? Right. How many times has it not rained when it said it was going to So rain? an astrologist is astrologer is Ooh. like a weather man i would say it's a, a meteorologist lot, yeah well it's a it's a it's a lot more similar i think the two fields of study are a lot more similar than trying to compare astrology to physics I just and feel is like, it any know, wonder that wonder. both happen in the sky you know i know anyway also psychology is similar right, right. you know how everybody says like you know somebody's murder somebody and then you know you look into that person's past and like you know they had a hard childhood or like they were abused but you know there are also all these other people out there in the world who were abused and had a hard right. childhood who didn't end up murdering somebody right right so what was the conditions were it. there yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so what happened in his switchboard you know mm -hmm. basically we agree with that that falsifiability and verifiability aren't aren't the way to prove that astrology is pseudoscience. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't think astrology is pseudoscience, but it's a bullshit argument anyways. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yep, thank you. were right. Oh, I also want to mention astrology is different from meteorology in the sense that like astrological predictions are never precise or specific and they can't be because we, because 
they have to take into account, and I guess psychology would be similar, they have to take into account the wild card variable, which is human free will, right? So, right. like, people can choose to do, they can choose to act a way that, you know, despite the conditions, right. like, have you know, they just made a choice. Whereas, like, I don't know, maybe, you know, the weather doesn't have free will. The weather's not just going to choose to be one way or another. I mean, as far as we know. Right. So Although, anyway, if yes, anyway, I, yes. that's just a point I like to bring up because a lot of people when they talk about astrology, they like astrology is supposed to take human free will into account. So that's why you can't ever be specific because a, a, a very random free will choice that one person makes can have, you know, the butterfly effect and right. can affect you not finding love that month for whatever uh, well, reason. Right? I wish it would fucking stop. All right. <laughs> I give myself over to the astrologer and wish I would stop having so much free will about me not finding love. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Thagard's approach. What he thinks is the best way to analyze and then eventually determine that astrology is a pseudoscience. He calls it his demarcation criterion, which basically just means his standard for determining pseudoscience in general, not just astrology, but like determining if any theory of that is purportedly scientific is pseudoscience mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thagard's mm-hmm. demarcation criterion requires a matrix of three elements theory, community, and historical context. These are the three things that Thag says you need to look at in order to determine if something is pseudoscientific or not. So theory. Familiar matters of structure, prediction, explanation, and problem solving, right? So like the the whole, like the chart wheel is part of the astrological theory, you know? Mm-hmm. No, like having, there's, you can find books that say, oh, this transit means this. Like there is a structure to like the theory of astrology, okay? Mm-hmm. So he's saying you got to look at that theory first. Second, you got to look at the community. Thag says you need to consider the community of advocates of the theory, in this case, the community of practitioners of astrology, so basically astrologers. Are the practitioners in agreement on the principles of the theory and how to go about solving problems with the theory? Are they concerned about explaining anomalies and comparing the success of their theory to the record of other alternative theories and are the practitioners actively involved in attempts at confirming and disconfirming their theory i think that that's a pretty legit way to Mm -hmm. evaluate something um and then three we'll get into these more specifically in a few minutes but three historical context Thag says, quote, the historical work of Kuhn and others has shown in general a theory is rejected only when, one, it has faced anomalies over a long period of time, and two, it has been challenged by another theory. So historical context consists of two factors, the record of a theory over time in explaining new facts and dealing with anomalies, and the availability of alternative theories so thag says we can now propose the following principle of demarcation a theory or discipline which purports to be scientific is pseudoscientific if and only if it has been less progressive than alternative theories over a long period of time and faces many unsolved problems And the community of practitioners makes little attempt to develop the theory towards solutions of the problems, shows no concern for attempts to evaluate the theory in relation to others, and is selective in considering confirmations and disconfirmations. Thus, you know, he goes on to give examples of how astrology basically doesn't meet these standards Mm -hmm. and says, boom, astrology is a pseudoscience. Mm -hmm. So let's unpack this. Let's unpack mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like 
what's coming up for me is that Flat Earthers documentary <laughs> that was on Netflix oh, a while I never ago. Watched it. You never watched it? No, it just would have made me so. It was frustrating. But it also like helped me to understand why these people are the way that they are, you know? What people? Flat earthers. Oh, okay. Now I am not equating flat earthers with astrology. No, yeah, but I will say that um a lot of people who think astrology is bullshit, they they would categorize them the same. They're looking at it like the same. Which, yeah, which is yeah. not valid. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like Thag is, like, everything that he's applying there, you could try to apply to, I don't know, Flat Earth Society. I don't know why I'm saying this, but that's just, like, the comparison that kept coming yeah. up in my mind as you were going through his I mean, it's, theory it's an extreme it. example because, um, like, there's so much proof to the contrary, right? That, right. like, the, the Earth is not flat. Right. Because, I mean, astrology isn't necessarily, like, trying to assert one very specific thing right. where like they're trying to very specifically say right. the earth is not only is it not round it's flat right you know what i mean but and i it, get what you're saying but i but and also to note them like i feel like astrology isn't or astrologers or people that believe in astrology or believe in parts of it like i don't know if they're really trying to say like this is the end-all, be-all. No, you know, yeah. they're not saying that. Well, yeah, and I they shouldn't be. But, um, is, that, but is that part of his issue with it, that there I isn't think, the united well, sense of community about I it? I think that, um, yeah, I mean, that is part of his issue, so let's get into that. So, let's, like, um, you made up a lot of good points. So, first, when you he talks about theory, you know, there has to be some kind of theory, some kind of standardized theory, which there is generally, right? Right. But then he talks about community. He says... Are the practitioners in agreement on the principles of the theory? And I would say that, like, you know, trying to, I don't, like, I, we said, I think, in the last episode, and I'm sure we've said before that, but there isn't that much unity in, right. in the astrological community as there is, like, in the physics community or right. the chemistry community or right. whatever. And I think that that is a problem um, because people who are into astrology, they also have, they tend to have that mind, the very open-minded mindset, Yeah. which I think when you're a scientist, you need to be open-minded about the possibilities. But I also think that when it comes to something like astrology, which is more like psychology, you really, you've got to be more um, critical, I would say, more selective, more like, okay, well, just saying like, well, anybody can, you know, anybody's right. Anybody's way of being a therapist is right. Anybody's right. way of like blah, right. blah, blah. Where it's like, yeah, maybe we're open to the idea. We don't necessarily say that, oh, this is wrong or this is verifiably wrong. But we say like, studies don't show that. Or like, you know, right. mm, this doesn't show that. But or like, like, there's no way to do that with astrology. I mean, no. there are ways. It's just that we don't, we're not getting the data. That's what I'm saying. Sure. We're not yes. getting the data. Yes, yes, on yes, that, yes, yes. Right? Yes. That's the problem. But I think nobody's getting the data because people just think it's bullshit. So they're like, well, why am I going to waste my time getting all this data? Right. So that's the problem. But anyway, <clears throat> I will say that a lot of people, they want to, they have like that hippie mindset. I don't know. You know, it's just the, the esoteric sphere of society, the esoteric part of society where right. people are very hesitant to say like, no. You yeah. know what I mean? They don't want to... Like, they oh don't... my God, well, that's your truth. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think that that is, when it comes to the the science of astrology, I think that's very detrimental. Right. And I get it. You don't want to, like, shit on anybody, right? But there's a difference between saying, like, um, fundamentally, I disagree with you, and I don't think that should be, like, included in our standard practice, mm -hmm. versus, like, saying... I think you should be lined up and shot by the state. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people, they don't, they don't see the difference in those two things. Well, but I think like the reason why people are not saying that is because like we, like you said, we don't have the data. There isn't a way to say, right, yeah. no, well, there is, Heather, right. like, placidious or whatever, you know? <laughs> placidious? Like, what is the house that you like? <laughs> placidus? Placidus. I was thinking, I don't know why, but I was thinking of like placenta when you said that. It is very placenta-y to say placidious, for sure. Um, 
But anyway. you know, you can't say like Heather, this is why you're fucking wrong. Heather, this yeah. is why, you know? Well, no, yeah. And I agree, but I feel like it's a lot like psychology where you can't necessarily like people used to say, you know, shock therapy is a valid form of therapy. Yeah. And then, you know, they tried shock therapy for a while and they were like, maybe not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that there is data out there. Maybe it's not just being compiled about certain astrological things. So like if you look at if you were to look at like using different chart systems, right? Like what chart systems are used for who, what the data is. There is minimal data out there. I mean, honestly, astrologers are collecting, like individual astrologers, like every time they pull a chart, they're collecting data. Right. And they probably compare the data in their head of their different clients. And I'm sure they talk to people, but still in terms of like the whole of humanity, the idea of astrology as a science itself, like that's such a small scale. Right. So yeah, there isn't a lot of data to back stuff up, but I think that even if you don't have the data, like like um, Fag talked about this, just because um, you believe something is true and you don't have the evidence for it doesn't mean that it's not true. So like, right. I think somebody needs to take a stance. Like, I think Placidus is the most legit house system for this, 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 and this reason. And then the rest of the community can respond. Whereas like right now, everybody's right. just like, well, well whatever one you want to use. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if you want to use shock therapy or, like, you yeah. want to use puppy therapy, like, it's yeah. up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I feel like at some point we got to put the ham- we gotta put the hammer down. Is we- that what the fuck you're trying to do? Maybe I'm rich. Wow. I mean, I don't know, dude. Okay, we'll take a stand. Take a stand. It's hard right now because I haven't done enough research into all the different house systems. I mean, yeah, I know a lot about astrology, but, like, I don't feel like I'm at that point. I bet Roy could take a stand. I would believe Roy's stand. I'm not at the point where I feel comfortable making a stand. He hasn't right spoken now. out about what house system he's. He uses Placidus, but he hasn't come out and talk shit. All right, maybe he should. Roy, step up. Yeah, Roy, step up to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we haven't talked about Roy in a long time, and I just want to tell Roy that like we still love you and worship you. She just posted you on TikTok. Don't feel too bad. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, he's still around. He's always with us. I really hope he didn't die. I'm so afraid of like finding out that he died suddenly. Do you Google his name every I day? I don't. I'm scared. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Operating out of fear, man. Well, mostly I just forget. Like I don't, you know what I mean? You I don't think gonna, about him that much? I was going to look up if Bart Bach and Thag are still alive and I forgot to do that too. That's okay. We don't care Maybe we'll we'll do that and put it at the end. Our parting notes. Okay. Um, I'll Google it. You keep going. Okay, so talking about historical context as well, um, there is, I would say that, I know, and this is in the 70s, right? So I think in the 70s, they knew that the Greeks did astrology, and then they probably didn't, I mean, they obviously, obviously, astrology had to persist to then, you know, actually still be a thing. Right. But I don't think that they had as much, or maybe Thag just didn't look into it as much, know the historical data of like, okay, astrology has been around forever you know as almost as long as humans have been around some form of astrology has been around so i think that that gives it credence okay 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 the histor- there is historical context of issues though like like mostly in the 20th century when we started to explore space right and we started to learn very specific things about the planet are you going to tell me something I just know if they're alive or dead. That's okay. all. You're not going to tell me that Roy's dead, are you? I didn't look up Roy okay. yet. <laughs> Bart Bach is dead. He oh died in the Oh, my 80s. God. This fucking guy, Paul Thagard, he's still alive. Nice, dude. He's a Canadian philosopher at the University of Waterloo. He has a book called Hot Thought. <laughs> hot Thought? Like T-H-O-T? Hot Thought, yeah. Hot Thought. Like for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really. What is no, it? No, like thought? hot thought. Hot thought. Hot hot thought. What's it about? I don't know. I'm not going to look it up anymore. What's Roy's last name? Excuse me? <laughs> What's his last name? Gillett. Gillett. I can't remember. Oh, my God. Uh, He's still alive. Oh, my God. I know. He better be, dude. I feel like I will just intuitively know. You know what I mean? Like a mother's intuition. Like, if when he dies, I'll just know. I'll be doing whatever I'm doing, and all of a sudden I'll go. <gasps> yeah, but like, are you going to be real sad if you don't know, you know? 
Like, what if you fucking miss it? And then are you going to feel all weird about your lack of cancer mother intuition? I mean, no. It's not, I've never even met Roy. I'm not his mom. But I hope that I am his mom. <gasps> He's part of a baseball club. <laughs> Roy? Weston Jets Baseball Club. Roy? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. Wait, does he, does he play second base? <laughs> He's British. Do they play baseball there? Oh, that's not him. Roy Gillette, you son of a bitch. That's not you. <laughs> Is that a different Roy? It's <laughs> a different Roy. <laughs> that's too bad. He's number 76. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, continuing. I think Thag made some good points, right? He says that he basically complains about how astrologers aren't really consistent and they don't really go out of their way to like defend themselves about certain things. I would say that that's changed since 1978. I think... More astrologers are out there defending, you know, issues like axial precession and like the dip, you know, the, the vernal equinox and X, Y, and Z. I think that there's definitely people, more people than there were out there defending. But I will say as a whole, right? right. Like, like in that stupid episode of, what is it? Explained? Yeah. Where they go to the conference and like, you know, the, yeah. the plebeian yeah, yeah, yeah. astrology bitches right. are like, oh, no, I guess. I just believe in astrology because, you know, astrology believed in me or whatever. Some dumb shit. Where it's like, really, they they just didn't know. They just didn't know. Okay, why do you believe in astrology? Oh, my God. Why? Don't ask me that. We're in the middle of... That's a a whole episode. I am interviewing you unexplained. Just give me, like, the fucking footnotes. Why do you believe in astrology? How would you react under this I would say that fundamentally, like, the main reason I believe in astrology is because everything I have personally looked at, viewed at, every chart that I've read, my own chart, everything is true. Nothing is ever wrong, ever. Like, I never have met somebody and, like, pulled their chart and been like, oh, my God, no, never in my life, okay, ever, okay? That's my main reason, right? You know, I have all these other reasons, too, but, like, that's the main one. Right, right. And, I mean, that's kind of like looking at the results, right? I see the results, and I'm like, well, this must be true. I don't know exactly why it's true. Right? right? But it is true. Right. Because it's always true. Is that verifiability then? No, I don't know what that is. But basically, I think it's a way of looking at a theory like it's the way how Thag talked about, I don't remember the dude's name, but the guy who basically theorized that we had tectonic plates that shifted and Pangea mm. and everything, he predicted that before anybody had scientific proof that that was true. Mm. And it's like, because he looked at the results and was like, this seems like it could fit together. And so it's kind of that same way where it's like, you see the results, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here's an, this is a really stupid and simple example, but like, imagine suddenly you look over, there's a teddy bear in the room. Holy shit. Like, you know that that teddy bear is there. You don't know how it got there, but you know that it's there. Ghosts. Bro, ghosts. That's how it happens, man. But yeah, you don't. That's what I'm saying. Like the proof is, is in, in the, the pudding. pudding. <laughs> <laughs> the proof is in the end result. You know what I mean? If you see a cake, here we go. You see a cake, you eat it. It tastes like cake. You're like, this is cake. You don't know how the cake got there. You don't know who made the cake. You don't know the ingredients that made the cake, but you know it's cake because you can see that it's cake. Yeah. It's the same thing like with astrology. For me, I see the results. I see the chart. I see that everything is true. The deep, weird, you know, yeah. crevices of the yeah, mind yeah, yeah, and the yeah. thought, everything is true. I don't know why it's true necessarily. I can right. read the chart and look at it, but I don't know why the chart is true. Right. I don't know why the position of Mars has anything to do with X, Y, or Z, but I just know that it's true. I don't know yeah. why, but I know that it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so hear I hear that's my main belief. Yeah, I feel. But anyway, like I said, Thag made some good points. You know, there's just a lot of people out there, especially back in the day, you know, when the science was coming out, when basically they proved that the vernal equinox shifted and that there was axial precession. I mean, I'm sure a lot of astrologers, because, you know, this is their life's work and they didn't necessarily have the time to, like, figure out why axial precession didn't affect astrology, that they just dug their heels in the sand and they were like, well, no, you know what I mean? Like, like, astrology is still true. I can't tell you why. But axial procession has nothing to do with it, and I can't tell you why. Mm-hmm. And then all the scientists were like, well, if you can't tell us why, then it's bullshit. Right. 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 Whereas, like, now we can tell them why. So, I don't know. Maybe it was a time thing. But I, anyway, I think you made a good point. Like I said, 
There's not a lot of consistency, and he talks about that. Um, although one thing that I don't agree with is he he uses the historical factor and part of his community element where he says comparing the success of their theory to the record of other alternative theories and he uses psychology as an example and says that he thinks psychology is an alternative theory to astrology because you know psychology is kind of like a a way of looking at somebody's you know brain and why they are the way they are and then astrology is the same way mm -hmm. i would say that it's not like one or the other you know what i mean i think yeah. that they're both true and i think yeah. for me and this is kind of like when you and i were talking about the difference between the Enneagram and like astro um and like astrology birth chart, astrological birth chart. Mm -hmm. The difference is that one is a precursor and you can look at somebody's um astrological birth chart the day they're born and say this is like what they're probably this is what they're gonna be like. Right. Whereas like you can't really do somebody's Enneagram until right. they're old enough. Right. Because you're looking at somebody who's alive and established and you're analyzing the results that you see. Right. Astrology is is showing you the precursor the conditions of how those results got there right you know what i mean yeah the way that i think of it is like astrology is the is analyzing the baseline the blueprint there we go mm -hmm. astrology is the blueprint right mm -hmm. for a house and psychology is looking at the house after it's built and analyzing Interior the house design well sure <laughs> no but you get what i'm saying yes i do yes so anyway i just basically tag um not a legit comparison they're not like psychology and astrology are not competing theories right as we've totally said a thousand relevant. times before like astrology isn't necessarily competing which might be part of its problem like like we said it's not putting its fucking foot in the sand stake in the stick in the sand yeah. Digging its heels in. Well, it's not, you know, it's not uh, asserting itself. Basically, somebody needs, like, astrology needs a dad. Astrology needs a dad to come in and say. Daddy Saturn. Yeah. It needs to be Saturnian and Saturn needs to come in and I say. wonder why, why are we choosing a patriarchal figure to tell astrology what's what? Why can it be a matriarchal okay, figure? Maybe like a, a hard ass mom. Yeah. Sure. Like a Leo mom. Mm, could be more like a Capricorn stellium mom. <laughs> I'm not a hard ass. You don't have kids. I imagine if a... you did. Yeah, you would. Oh, my you think I would be a hard ass mom? No, you would just be like, you would be like, you gotta, you know, like you gotta take your bath. You know what I mean? Like you would. I don't feel like you'd be very like. That's true. Okay, you know, not like it's not bad. I'm just, I feel like you'd no, be more like no, that's strict or like uh, with bath no time, bullshit. absolutely. Yeah, with they're that. bathing twice, if not thrice a day. <laughs> exactly, dirty little shits. <laughs> and I mean, that's kind of the gist, right? So basically, if you're looking at this whole article which we've dissected, Thag starts off saying, you know, these all these scientists wrote this thing in the Humanist magazine about why they think astrology is pseudoscience. And Thag says, I don't agree with their their reasoning. I think that the reasons they think astrology is pseudoscience are dumb and wrong because of blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then he says, these are the standards I think you need to evaluate astrology with to then determine it's pseudoscientific. And I think Thag made a lot of good points, but at the end of the day... I mean, he's wrong. <laughs> but that's just like your opinion, man. I would say that, okay, well, we're just doing to Thag what Thag did to Bach and Kurtz or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because we've said, one, it has been less progressive than alternative theories. There's no alternative theory. Psychology is not an alternative theory. A lack of agreement about the principles and stuff. I guess I can see a point on that, but... I think since 1978, there's a lot more agreement on stuff. And I think that we could definitely work on that. But if that is that the only thing, you know, right. like people don't agree. Right. I mean, like people haven't always agreed on all the, you know, when, when science was coming up, when like, you know, physics and, and Nikola Tesla and shit, like there were, there were, comp comp there was competition. People didn't Flat agree. Flat earthers, man. 
That doesn't mean like, yeah, well, flat earth. Okay. <laughs> That's a bad example. Don't use that one again. <laughs> okay. I recant, but it's, it's also true. Right. But I would say that for the most part, there's a lot about the theory that is agreed upon, right? Everybody mm-hmm. uses the chart wheel. Everybody, even if you use a different house system, the house systems are, they all have the name of the same number of houses. They all use the same zodiac signs. Right. There's so much right, standardization right, right. that I think that that argument's invalid. Yeah, right. there are a few things, but there's always a few things. There's like variations in a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, in physics and yeah. chemistry, I'm sure that there's, you know, different schools of thought. There's right. different schools of thought, but for the most part, astrology is pretty standardized in the theory. And maybe this wasn't the case in 1978, but I think that people are making attempts to confirm and disconfirm more so at least than they were. But I, like I said, I do think we need to work on gathering data to do that right? as a whole. And I think that I think that I would have agreed with Thag if he had said, these are the issues. So I don't think I'm comfortable saying right now that astrology is a verifiable science. Right. But like, he didn't say that. He said like, these are the reasons it's bullshit confirmed. Right, 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 right. I just don't think, I don't think that's fair, Thag. And maybe Thag doesn't feel the same way. I don't know. Maybe he's changed. Maybe he's He's written lots of books. You can Google it. Maybe he had a hot thought. Oh, maybe he had many hot thoughts. Maybe that's what that book's about. He had a hot thought. You want me to Google it again? No, please. I bet you it's about, I was going to say, I bet it's about sex or something. You think it's about sex? I don't know. Hot thought. I really wish it was hot thought. Hot thought. Well, I mean, you can make it that. Paul Thagard. Mechanisms and applications of emotional cognition. So basically, like, analyzing probably, like, how the brain functions. Like, looking at the brain while somebody's having an emotion. Contrary to standard assumptions, reasoning is often an emotional process. Emotions can have good effects as when a scientist gets excited about a line of research and pursues it successfully despite criticism. That's all I got for you about that. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? No, I mean, I agree with you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think, you know, I think the conversation is ongoing, though. Like, well, yeah, just as just as any science is constantly evolving, you can call it a, you know, for a while they called fucking... Psychology is pseudoscience before before a thing is really like accepted. It's just Mm -hmm. about acceptance and mainstream culture, you know, mainstream society. I think it's just really hard in our physical world for scientists to accept something that isn't physical, that can't be physically proven. Right. Right. And like I've said, I don't know why, you know, the position of Mars means this in the chart. I just know that it that it does. Right. But right. we are limited I, by our my, perceptions yeah, my, and consciousness. My imagination makes me think, well, there's probably something happening. The fifth force, man. Well, on another plane that we don't we don't know. The like fifth where's force. sure. The one that we can't like detect, but we well, know yeah, it yeah, exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but like nobody even knows like what I'm saying is like, where does that exist? I think that okay, you know how like everything on a computer, like there's a code, right? And we have code, DNA. Well, Mm -hmm. I think that everything has code, the universe, whatever. It's in the code. Like the fucking matrix? I guess. But (laughs) I think that like astrology is like part of the code of what makes up our universe. Like the DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we didn't see, like, okay, here's a great example. I should have brought this up earlier. It's like people could tell that like if two brown haired people had a baby, it was going to have brown hair. They didn't know why. They didn't know the genetics existed, but they knew that it was true. Well, I think that's an oversimplified example, but I understand what you're saying. And I think that, like, we'll get there. We'll find the DNA of the universe. We'll find why astrology is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're just not there yet. Yeah, for sure. Aliens, too. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, right? I mean, Well, yeah. No, yeah, you just... I mean, I don't, I feel like most people think aliens are real. I think so too. Most scientists, that's the thing. Most scientists think aliens are real. Where's the proof for that? But they still think like, it's just highly likely that aliens exist. Aliens exist. I mean, yeah. I mean, just understanding how big the universe is. It's like, what would be like, why are we so special to be the only sentient? We, We sure are not. 
Right. Speaking of which, you're going someplace, ain't you? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, so we're done with our discussion on Thag. Um, I am going to Roswell, New Mexico. She is, guys. On vacation. She These is. are the vacations I go to. Yeah. And Superstitious I'm as fuck. I'm really stoked. And I need to just escape everything and everyone. Yeah. And be abducted. Yeah. Here's sure. hoping. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't wait to hear about that next time, right? Yes. I will talk about it. I will. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say? No, dude. All right. It's, we got to be done. We have to be done. All right, guys. Join us next time as we write page. Uh, we tell them how to pull their own birth chart. Hell yeah. And hear all about your alien abduction. My probing. Ooh. Okay. Have a great, meaningless existence, guys. Bye. <laughs>